0: The Dropback, with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns-Peak, Joe
1: Costanzo and Sam Wilson. Hello and welcome back to the Dropback Podcast, I'm Sam Lewis and joined today by Matt Burns Peak. Yo. We're going to review the week one of the NFL season, sort of three main takeaways we've each had from from the week action of games. Matt, I'd ask how you were, but I imagine your first takeaway is going to
0: be- reveal that because you can't hold in any longer, right? I was going to ask how you were and the answer is we're both doing brilliantly, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I mean... Am I? Am I? Do I really have free range to start talking about the Dolphins straight off the bat? Yeah, let's go with it. It's mental. You know what? The season's just started. Let Let's have a bit of happiness. Fuck it. Yeah, why not? Oh, I'm like a kid in a candy shop. Um, I was, you know, I think there's been a lot of hype around the Dolphins, mixed with a lot of sort of tour hate. Um, <laughs> I think tour played pretty well on Sunday without being spectacular. I think. Our defense continued to look like an absolute monster um, and probably actually now looks like a bit more of a complete unit than it did last year as well. Um, I love our secondary, even though it, we continue to have to play Nick Needham, but he actually was all right, to be fair to him. Yeah, pretty pretty good day around. Nothing sweeter than beating the Pats, who I must say did look dreadful. Like, that could be... I know the, I know that the Cowboys failed to score a touchdown... In week one, which is hilarious. And I'm sure we'll get onto that later. But I genuinely think the Pats offence could be the worst offence in the league.
1: The Pats offence was weird, and I'm not gonna spend too much time undermining what you've said because yeah, the Dolphins look decent. Two had a good game. Um in terms of the Pats offense and your defense, it was weird because early on they were driving the ball on you. Like it seemed that Matt Jones is just taking deep out after deep out, and then he threw that pick that was incredible play by Xavier Howard who is one of the best corners if not the best corner of the league but no one wants to have that conversation you're right no one could be bothered to have that conversation with you Um, (laughs) (laughs) no but and then so it seemed like his confidence went and he went a bit sort of checked down Charlie on it yeah in which case you guys had the energy behind you were rallying to the ball and you looked good there be interested to see what happens if Matt Jones didn't sort of shit his pants in that instance
0: yeah but you know he's a pants shitter that's uh, the that's way he does. That's the, that's the long and short of it. Um, yeah, no, they're, they're, I think, yeah, they looked decent to start the game. And then, yeah, it looks like they, all their confidence sort of went with that interception. Um, I mean, to be fair, I feel like with all the all the off-season chat around the Patriots has been about how rubbish their offense looks. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I feel like maybe internally they were like, oh, we're, we're driving well. And then there's an inception and they're like, oh, maybe we are shit.
1: Yeah. And it's a coaching staff that's probably not equipped in a way to sort of overcome a, a failure and sort of like rejuvenate the team because no one knows who's in charge. No. So who do you turn to when things aren't going particularly well? Yeah. Issue one. Issue two is that there's supposed to be this whole RAM scheme. They're going towards outside zone sort of sequential play calling off that and there was none of that it seemed that all their they had a few play action stuff but all their passes seemed to be in shotgun and then they were running outside zone under center
0: i think the problem is if they want to try and have that style of offense they don't have the pieces that they don't have good enough pieces for it to work they don't have a good enough running back they don't have a good enough outside receiver they've got a couple of mid to decent level tight ends like that you that ram system works if you've got the pieces on the on elsewhere on that roster that you you have to be scared of and you have to sort of cover multiple threats off the and patriots, a coach that
1: understands the system that knows they, like when to call what and exactly. because everything's
0: counter or something else that's what i mean but the, i just don't think the patriots have enough talent on this offense to do pretty much anything particularly well like i think they could ride off situational football and probably be serviceable this season but they're going to need that defence to be very good in order to keep them in games otherwise because they're they're not going to score enough points by themselves.
1: That's fair enough. Alright, so let's talk about the Dolphins' offence versus that Patriots' defence and Waddle and um, Hill in particular were just able to have their way with with the Patriots' um, um, cornerbacks. Yeah, it was great. Why are you still calling the same stuff that you needed top-tier cornerbacks for against two of the faster well, I mean, based on week one, better wide receivers in the league. Mm. Because they looked fantastic, those two.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think a a lot of people were sort of, you know, Hill didn't end up in the end zone, but he still finished with, I think it was six catches or was it eight catches for 90 yards. Um, Jayden Waddle obviously scored a great long touchdown and had a bunch of other receptions as well. Like both of them just looked uncoverable and, you know, we just spoke about the the Patriots' offense. I don't think their defense has very very many particularly good pieces either. We you know you know Belichick will irk out decent performances from lower talent talent level guys, but even so, um, it was a tall task for them from minute one to sort of keep up with with Hill and uh, Hill and Waddle. I would say that the run game is with still... A con- yeah, it's a concern still. Um, I'm hoping that's just going to be a case of when that O-line starts to get used to playing with each other a little bit more, because there's been a lot of change on it. Um, Here
1: is my biggest issue. Like, of all the good stuff that we saw from the Dolphins, both on defence and offence, Tua looked great on his first read. He was sharp, knew mm. where to go with the ball. The second read, you don't know whether that's Tua or a lack of trust in the O-line, mm. and it's the same issue in the run games. Like If you can't
0: move people off the ball in the run game, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, and, and we we flat out couldn't, really, in the run game. Um it was tough sledding i mean i think there was a few decent sort of openings but it was it was tough sledding for a lot of it um and i, I do think with Tua it is having been battered for, for the last two seasons probably a lack of trust in his o-line that when he gets that second read he's expecting to get sort of pancaked really um I'm like I said I can only hope that that's going to improve as this O-line sort of gains chemistry and plays a bit longer with each other but also you you look at the main parts of that O-line being Terran Armstead and you know his ability to stay healthy is going to be a question mark in which case if he goes down you've basically got an O-line that's only slightly better than the absolute tripe that they they threw out last season so that'll be one that'll be something to watch for sure
1: but encouraging encouraging though first time of the season, does this are you like, oh yeah, we can get the playoffs or are you try and not let
0: like, yourself get too ahead of yourself. I mean, I'll wait until we've played a good team we'll play uh, playing the Ravens next. Um so I think that'll be a much more interesting idea of where the Dolphins are at. But you know, I'm excited. I think we 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 looked a lot more sort of together. Um, in terms of what we were trying to do on both sides of the board than we ha- than we did last season for sure. Um which is a good start under a new head coach. So I'm I'm pretty pleased with it. It went pretty much as well as you could have hoped as first game of a new coach. Um getting to your big rivals, get a win, get out of town. Stay in town. It was in Miami. Yeah well well we then got to go out to get out of town to play Baltimore. Nice. Good, good recovery there. All right. So- <laughs> Alright,
1: so my takeaway from week one is basically i don't understand how you're going to stop the chiefs or the bills offense Hmm. basically if if um josh allen and patrick mahomes are going to be willing to take the underneath stuff which they sort of lost patience with at certain points last year when the teams were playing right there's over the top because we can't get beaten on explosive plays because that's how you win in the nfl Mm -hmm. explosive plays but if you're so scared of getting beat by explosive plays you're leaving stuff underneath If Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes are going to sort of be sort of old school Tom Brady in the way they are. More disciplined, really, in their
0: decision making, I think.
1: Then I don't understand how you beat these teams because at some point you have to come down. You can't let them get six, seven yard plays. I think the Chiefs got, like, on 10 first downs, they got another first down on that play. Which is crazy. By hitting underneath stuff. Yeah. So it's like the explosive plays are going to come because teams defences are going to get less patient Yeah, and it's a game of sort of chicken between those quarterbacks love a game of chicken and defenses they're going to face especially the Chiefs who sort of change how they operate especially with the players they brought in mm. I'm not trying to say Tyreek Hill without Tyreek Hill they're going to be a better offence but Smith's to look really good yeah he did to be fair did. and it'll be interesting to see how long they're able to keep this up for because the Chiefs were playing a Cardinals team that looked awful yeah and couldn't just don't have the players on defense to do anything except no. blitz and hope that they get home. And I, the Bills look well; they made the Rams look overwhelmed it's on both sides of the ball. They were yeah. incredible on defense, getting home with just four rushes, and then on offense, like the Rams couldn't do anything.
0: Nope. Um, which is which is you know, if you're a Bills fan, you must be absolutely delighted with that because last season i think a lot of their problem was they were scoring a lot of points but they were also giving up a fuck ton and yeah it just looked like a completely different defensive unit um this time round which is obviously gives their sort of playoff and potentially super bowl aspirations a massive boost if they can keep that going um you know going back to the chiefs i think <clears throat> absolutely as soon as you get sort of big armed quarterbacks who don't feel the need to make a big arm throw every time they drop back and are able to actually take the take the underneath stuff and understand when is the moment to to look for that that's a complete game changer because we've seen a lot of big armed quarterbacks in the NFL um and you know it's hit and miss whether the whether they actually make the decisions right because sometimes it can be a bit of a curse where you've got someone who can make you can throw it miles they kind of sometimes just want to do that even when it's not really on um and i think possibly Mahomes and Allen have been guilty of that certainly last season if and maybe the season before um but they've they looked really good this week at just being smart with the football and taking what what the defense has given them in which case like you said you can't really do anything about that
1: no, uh, at some point you are going to be like, a defensive coordinator going to be mental. It's the same way that if you're gashing teams with the run, mm. which is why the shanahan McVeigh offense works so well. It's like, oh, I, I refuse to give up seven yards a carry on the ground, so I'm yeah. going to come down be uber aggressive, and then they fake it and go, right, over your head, there's 40 yards, you're yeah. done.
0: Make you like a right dickhead. <laughs>
1: yeah, so it's great because it's what the Chiefs struggled to do. That's what cost them against the Bengals last year. Bengals yeah. were dropping eight. And then she's like, oh no, we need we need to keep getting big plays, punching Mahomes has got flutters, like, oh, I need to get this. We're they're gaining on, they're gaining on us. We need to score a touchdown right now to get ourselves yeah. back in this game. And if you're able to sort of stay ahead of the change the whole time, and I'm not saying you want to be a just checking it down all the time, straight to your first break. No of straight not. to your check down option. But if you're if you're playing quick game concept and getting to the right option and getting six, seven yards to completion. You're laughing. Then you're, having, you're, having a, you're having a great time. I'm having a lovely time, exactly. And um, back to the Bills, I mean, having Von Miller as an actual A-list pass rusher, mm. I mean, he doesn't look like he's lost a step.
0: So. No, he doesn't. Um, and I think we said about the Bills last season, like, they were managing to get decent production by basically having sort of two B guys on the outside brushing mm. the passer and they've actually sort of gone out this offseason and gone we were able to be decent with that. If we if we go and get someone like Von Miller who is just gonna be someone you have to account for on every passing down and possibly even double team most of the time, that's gonna open up another layer of their defence and it worked perfectly. Like von Miller just looked like von Miller. Um, as you said, didn't miss a step at all and I think that's gonna be massive for a Bills front that managed to get production without that guy and didn't really lose any big any of those guys in the off season. So was already a strong front which has now looks really good
1: Absolutely. Um, you. um your next takeaway
0: Ooh. Hmm. the Seahawks were very fun against russ that I, I, I just didn't feel sure. about the crowd or the Seahawks in general that just the whole narrative experience of that game <laughs> uh was very fun I, I did think it was um interesting to pay all that money and then not go for it for on 4th and 5 and try out the kicker for a 64-yarder. In Seattle. Interesting Windy, like, move.
1: Like If you're in, well, I mean I suppose in Denver, where all the long field goal kicks just are made because miles, of the altitude. Yeah. It sort of makes sense. Yeah, but there was a minute left on the clock. They let the clock go all the way down to like 15 seconds. Oh, why the did time they, time they not they take the a
0: timeout as well? Like, Jesus Christ, they had three timeouts.
1: Yeah. Like, if it was 4th and 5 on the 30-yard line, it's like, yeah, a kicker can definitely make it. One thing. I mean, Brandon McManus has come out today, apparently, and said, oh, that was his target, the 46-yard line on the left hash is where he's making field goals from. Mm. But a 64-yarder is not where you want to be feeling safe about.
0: No. That's not a safe kick. It doesn't matter who you are. doesn't mean if you've fucking got a leg bigger than Justin rest Justin Tucker of your is that the other name you were thinking of. Yeah, or, or Justin Tucker. Um you know, like the boot guy from Simpsons. doesn't matter. Like you. <laughs> I just, I, I don't like that call. You go out and spend all that money on Russell and you're like, he's going to be the guy. We're going to build, we're going to be a fun, explosive offense. And then it's like, okay, cards on the table. What are you going to do? And then you just sort of slink away into the darkness and go, Oh, we'll have a little kick instead. <laughs> I just thought it was a bit of a small dick mentality move, to be honest, from the uh, from the Broncos. But yeah, I think... The whole thing sort of felt like the Seahawks were, you know, before before the game was started, we we spoke about the Seahawks last last few weeks and said how rubbish they basically look. Um, I just think the whole atmosphere of that game, mm. straight away, the Broncos didn't want it. it. It felt like, it just felt like they were overawed by the occasion.
1: Broncos came out pretty decent on the first drive, but yeah, I mean, there was a couple of dropped deceptions as well from the Seahawks. There's a fourth and one that if Geno Smith doesn't slip, they probably get points on that drive as well. I think that's like the second drive of the game. Um, Yeah, yeah, Seahawks, it's just one of those games where everything is sort of going against you. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, the atmosphere is like, it feels like, it feels like you're facing 12 men. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. It it must be so difficult to play in that environment when the opposition is just so pumped up and the crowd is so loud all the time. Mm. But... The Seahawks didn't look prepared for it. Um, the Broncos just didn't look prepared for no. it at all. The game management was poor in the fact that so bad. they seem to be breaking the huddle very late every time, which doesn't allow you to yeah, it doesn't let you get do a, any adjustments at the line pre-read, yeah. And as well, like oh, it was just poor, just from the head coach. Like as a as a debut for Nate um Nathaniel Hackett, that it's a bad it's a bad debut. Yeah, true. Russ wasn't bad. I don't think he was as good as he could be. No, yeah. But this is a
0: Nathaniel Hackett lost as much as is anything else for the Broncos. Yeah, it, yeah, I I'd agree to be honest. I think it was just it was just really sloppy all round, I think, in terms of and I know and it was you know, the amount of times this was said on Sunday in various by various commentators about like, oh defenses usually have the upper hand in the first few weeks because offences are more likely to be sloppy. Um and it's sort of one of those nauseating cliches that make you roll your eyes, but it was absolutely the case. With uh, is that something Bronco. people say? Yeah, they said it loads on Sunday. Did someone want to tell
1: the Green Bay Packers that because
0: they were sloppy as hell? They were sloppy defense. boys. Yeah, they were just sloppy. They was rotten, absolutely rotten bunch. It's the just Green like Bay the Packers.
1: defense. There were so many busted zone coverages for, for mm-hmm. the Packers. Sorry,
0: you got you got me distracted there. <laughs> 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 it's a sneak preview is the next takeaway.
1: <laughs> it's actually, it's actually not. I don't want to talk about
0: um the Packers. that Don't much. want to talk about the Packers. Fair enough. But yeah, um, I just thought that, you know, good win for Seattle. It, they, I still don't think they'll get many this season, if I'm honest. Um, but I think that's the one that they'll probably be... That if it, that'll be one of the ones in the season, that they're like fuck yeah, I'm glad we won. Yeah, that I was, I was, if
1: the if the Seahawks sort of go one and sixteen now, They'll get the first overall be, pick, yeah. but that one win was against Russell Wilson. Do you think you'd take that as a Seahawks fan?
0: I think possibly, to be honest. Um, I mean, I, I don't think their season's going to be quite that bad. No, no, I'm just, but, I'm just saying if yeah. it, if they if the bottom absolutely falls out, then you're like at least we beat Russell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck it. I I I'd imagine that's probably the sentiment in uh, rightly or wrongly in Seattle. As to uh, their old franchise boy. Well, speaking of, did you see all that snide comments by like, Richard Sherman and then um, Pete Carroll saying it was the system that won it for us? Oh yeah, that was—it's turned into quite an ugly divorce, hasn't it? I think, which is uh, lovely from a drama point of view. Absolutely.
1: Hey, let's ride. Mm. Um, let's so, ride. So my second takeaway is what? What should I go with? Um, talk about the Bengals. Yeah, we can talk let's about, about Bengals. Bengals. I mean, both Super Bowl teams lost. Like, game, I mean, the Rams lost badly, and the mm. Bengals lost to a team that they should not have lost to. The
0: Bengals just lost like a bunch of dumbasses, to be honest. Like, they've never seen a team try and lose themselves for games on so many occasions as the Bengals. Like, that was crazy.
1: And we've talked about it in, in our previous show. Everything that the Bengals did well last year was based, especially on offenses, just on pure talent. And they said, oh, yeah, teams are going to have adjusted for that. They're not going to let um, Jamar Chase just get. And see, so he could just get one-on-ones on the outside and go balls, which the Steelers didn't. Obviously, Steelers, good physical team. They're always going to mm-hmm. get pressure. I mean, we'll good see defense, what's happening yeah. now without TJ Watts. But the Bengals' O-line, I don't think, played
0: that poorly. I think Burrow just sort of wasn't really... Yeah, I think it was a rough... The, the first half from Burrow was real really rough. I don't, I don't know if that's, you know, shaking off some rust or just did you know whatever the Steelers were throwing at him he wasn't able to sort of read it properly and making bad decisions but he started very very poorly and it did look at one point like it was going to be a bit of a car crash I mean I I would say if if the Steelers had a semi-competent offense then it probably would have been over a lot sooner oh it should have been done shouldn't it yeah um but that's going to be the Steelers problem for a lot this season I think very good defense and very not good offense um but yeah, the Bengals just, I was very worried for them coming into around half time. I was like, oh gosh, this is not a Super Bowl team.
1: No, and it's the same issues that we were picking out that they managed to overcome on the way to the Super Bowl because teams hadn't adjusted just, oh, go ball, Jamar Chase. Yeah. But it's like, they've still got a terrible ratio of going under centre and it always being a run. Yeah. And the majority of the t- time being an outside zone run. I saw a stat on Twitter, It's like, they, they run one play action pass. Out from under centre. <laughs> yeah. And it was like a 25-yard completion to Jamar Chase. That sounds how, like a good idea to How do you not see it? that and do, <laughs> let's
0: do that more? Yeah. Hey, shit, that worked. Did oh, you, well, never do that again.
1: Yeah, because apparently, I don't know if it was that Joe Burrow, I don't know if this is a rumour or someone saying that it could be an explanation for why the ratio was so off last year. So Joe Burrow didn't want to go under centre and turn his back to the offensive
0: line because he couldn't trust it. I mean, that seems like a very sort of literal, mm. metaphorical sort of scenario. But doesn't no, it? but instead,
1: game and in a shotgun and be able to like see everything that's going on and get rid of it quickly, because because yeah. a, a lo- um, play action is a longer developing play. True. And if your O line aren't holding up, then then maybe. But if you go out and spend the money in the pre in the off season and you don't even
0: try it, yeah, exactly. Maybe they start wheeling that out week two. They're like, oh shit, these guys are actually all right.
1: But then how? But he, what's he called? The head coach? My mind's gone. Oh, Zach. Zach Taylor. He comes from that tree that is Sean McVay. He's been in Sean McVay system for years. What is weird that he'd come to a team. And yes, you want to you want to include stuff that your quarterback likes, but the basis of your offense should be
0: the rest, the whole of your offense. It's not just one component. Obviously, a very important component, but it's you know it's not just what the quarterback wants to do.
1: Yeah, otherwise there's no point in you running an offense. You may as well let him run the offense. Just like they did in Seattle with Russell, right? Yeah, exactly like that. No, but, uh, it's it's just a frustrating team to watch because they're so talented mm. at
0: so many positions, and it's like they're trying to shoot themselves in the foot as much as possible. Literally, that's just that's all I could think of on Sunday. It was like, wow, they've managed to sort of fuck this up again, and also, wow, the Steelers haven't taken this game away from them. Especially in a division that's gonna be
1: extremely competitive. Yeah. Like the Browns are a running game is so good that they're able to win with Jacoby Brissett back there, who looked awful. Yeah, not a good game for Brissett. Ravens offense looked pretty decent against the Jets um, defence that so apparently we should we should be better this year, but we're yet to see still it. Still the
0: like- Jets, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, but by that logic you're still the Dolphins. Are you wearing dolphin yeah.
0: socks? I'm not wearing dolphin socks, but I'm wearing sort of teal socks. With an orange outline. Pretty, they're pretty sick socks. To be honest, my girlfriend got them for me.
1: No, I, and then that's a game back though. A Game you should have won in your division that you're now a game back from the Ravens and the Browns.
0: That's going to be extremely tight in the whole AFC. Yeah, that's not that's not a good starting point for the Bengals. I th- I still think they'll be all right. Um, just because I think so much of what went wrong on Sunday was almost sort of individual level errors, um, that you have to sort of think can happen, but probably not you know, it's not it's probably not gonna be a regular occurrence that Burroughs makes four or five woof mistakes a game. Mm. Um so I think they'll still be alright, but they've certainly sort of yeah piled the piled the pressure on themselves somewhat. Yeah, absolutely. Um your final takeaway? Hmm I was I was surprised with how sprightly the Detroit Lions looked against your Oogles this weekend, Sam. Okay, well, I'm glad you mentioned this, because I wasn't sure whether to bring it up. Bring okay, it up.
1: Or use my third pick on something else,
0: which I now get to do. do. But go on,
1: let's talk about... Go on, you go on about the Detroit Lions.
0: It just felt like, you know, when we were watching that game, there was just so many big plays, and, and it looks like... It felt like the Eagles should have been sort of out of sight quite easily and quite early on, and somehow Detroit just managed to sneakily put up 35 points on you. And I don't know if that's more of an indictment on the Eagles' defense which I know you weren't hugely impressed with, um, or whether this is the, a Detroit Lions team that is improving slowly and steadily under the knee-breaker, Dan Campbell. Knee-chewer.
1: Um,
0: okay, I don't want to say anything to, say,
1: to be like, oh, the Detroit Lions aren't that good, but the Detroit Lions aren't that good. What, well, but you just said... Um, I think this is an indictment of everything I was saying to you previously about my worries about Jonathan Gannon. Yeah, if you're trying to stop the run from too high, with six in the box in a four-man front, so they're all single gapping. Yeah, you're in trouble as soon as there's a puller because you're just, you're outnumbered. Yeah, and he just repeated to do it. Jordan, whenever Jordan Davis was on the field, they averaged like two point six yards a carry. It was like eight or something like that when he was off the field. And he was only <laughs> on the field for like seventeen percent of the snaps. That's odd. It's really odd. Um, I just think the way that this defense was structured was so bad, and it's so passive, and it, uh, it's all the things that didn't work last year. And we've plugged some players in and been like, "Oh, it wasn't the system that there was the issue last year. It was the players." And I don't yeah, I'm think not it, sure that was it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that was it. I mean, Fletcher Cox, as much as I don't want to say it, he's just not Fletcher Cox anymore. You can't just sort no. of. Put him at three-tech and watch him go and he's going to destroy a game plan. Exactly. And when we're in this sort of forefront with two backers behind it, it was like, right, we're either stuffing them for a loss or they're getting a huge gain on the ground. Yeah. And I do not want to... You need to be more sound on defense. And the structure just wasn't there. On terms of the offense, I'm absolutely delighted that AJ Brown hype has come real. Yeah. He is what we've been missing for like, what, I could not tell you the last time we had a true number one receiver.
0: Really? That's kind of sad. Well, Alshon
1: Jeffrey in 2017 was very good when we won the Super Bowl, but he wasn't like one of the top five in the league. No, that's fair. Uh, Maybe Deshaun Jackson before he went to um, Washington.
0: Primetime D-Jax, maybe.
1: That's a long time. That is a very long time. That's coming up on 10 years. Wow. I think it was 2015 or 16 when D-Jax went to Washington. Gosh. That is some time, fella. It is some time. Um, Jalen Hurts... So the things that frustrated me about the Eagles are the things that I knew would frustrate me about the Eagles coming in. And I want to be able to be like, oh yeah, we won. But we won by like three points against the Detroit Lions in a game we should have been out of sight at. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can look at the positives and say you scored 38 points. That's always nice. That's good. Um, the offense was good at times, but they're... Jalen Hurts is not making enough improvements in the area that Jalen Hurts need to make improvements on. Him, as an athletic threat, threat is always going to raise the floor of the defence. Yeah. But he needs to show willingness. And he did sort of throw over the middle a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, to be fair to him. To AJ Brown. But he... <sighs> we got beaten the breaks off by um, Tampa Bay in the playoffs because they were not scared of Jalen Hurts' arm. Yeah. Jalen Hurts did not show me in this game...
0: That he has shown any marketable improvement in that sense over the off season. Really? So were you quite disappointed overall then with with that performance from Hertz?
1: It's difficult to say because he played well. He had a good number of yards and he ran around. But sometimes when he runs and picks up seven, yes, it's good when he does it on third and five. But there are times where he runs around where he could have sort of stepped up.
0: Yeah. And there's a and there's a pass downfield or he. His eyes
1: drop when he starts to
0: scramble. Yeah, I was going to say he does sort of go into you know escape artist mode, and and the plays the players are passing players dead from that point on. Yeah. So
1: sometimes when even when he gets outside of the pocket, there are times when a guy is breaking open downfield. There. Yeah. I could not tell you if I've ever seen him scramble and hit someone on the move. Really. I mean, that's probably wrong. That's probably a huge hyperbole right now, and it's <laughs> born out of frustration from. Watching the but game, today. I,
0: I I understand it though because that that feels like something that would really you know suit him as a the skill set that he can bring like being able to to roll out and deliver passes or scram mm. or extend play and then yeah hit open receivers afterwards the sort of stuff that you know Russell Wilson has been really good at for example um, so it must be frustrating when you can sort of see a guy there who's got the ability to do mm. that but just doesn't sort of recognise the opportunity I guess yeah and that's and it sounds like and it. I'm probably
1: being harsh that I don't think Jalen Hurts had a good game. I don't think that's the case at all. I think Jalen Hurts did have a good game. Mm-hmm. My issue is I don't didn't see anything in this game that makes me feel that Jalen Hurts is definitely going to be the starter next year. Really? Okay. Because we all knew what we'd see from Jalen Hurts. And he may grow into it in the season. Like, they'd done enough. Maybe he was like, you know what? We'll just keep it ticking over. I don't need to do that this game. Yeah. So I'm willing to, absolutely willing to hold reserve judgment. I'm never going to be like, I don't want Jalen Hurts to play well so that we get someone different for next year. I'd much rather Jalen Hurts played well. Of course, yeah.
0: But I would like to see a bit more. I guess you just call it like situational awareness. Yeah,
1: I think that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Um, Lions, no, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I didn't see... What, what are you going to go? really good go again that they've got heart. I still don't think they're they've a great... They've got fight and moxie, my friend. Uh, J- like, Jared Goff did still not have a great game. No, he didn't. There's a couple of
0: good plays, but no, this this Lions offense is still not ready yet. They're still a few years away, I think, from being a... I think they're setting a really good culture and stuff like that, and they're doing all those sort of building block things you need to do when you're rebuilding a... Um, a franchise from Dot, basically. Um, So it was more of a like, oh, they're looking sprightly as opposed to a genuine threat. But, you know, I I guess if you're a Lions fan, you're sort of accustomed to the fact that there is is this long road to improvement. It's not going to be a one season to the other sort of deal. So Mm. in which case, I I guess you probably take the positives from that game of we scored a bunch of points and and hung with a team who are much more talented than us on both sides of the ball. And, you know, the players are still playing for the head coach and they've still got that unity, yada, yada, yada. Let's try and win more than three games this year. Mm. Yep.
1: Jeff Kuda looked good as well, though. Yeah, he did. Like, they're getting young players back and it looks fun. So, you know what? Things are bright for the Lions in the future. But, yeah, maybe not this year. My final Mm. takeaway is the, the Chargers just need more explosive plays. They do. Uh, I. Do uh, you know, on first downs, they hit 3% of their play, resulted in a new first down.
0: Ugh, that's which rubbish. was the lowest in the league, I'm pretty sure. That's just. That's a bit sad, isn't it, really? Like, like, I know you've got to take the underneath stuff sometimes, but gosh, guys. Like, they've just got. It feels like they've got no speed there. No, mm. like they've got good players, no speed. And
1: it's. I don't know, I don't know why, but it's like they've got so comfortable in oh, Justin Herbert is so good that he'll bail us out here, that we're just going to call only quick passing concept. And the reason that I praised the Chiefs and the Bills for doing it earlier in the show was that they're taking advantage of what the defense gives them. If the defense aren't scared of you getting explosive plays, you need to make them scared. Otherwise, you're going to get tackled for like two, three yards on these quick passes. You're not going to turn it into a first down. It's the same issue. It's like, if this offense didn't have Justin Herbert... They Would look like last year's Pittsburgh, they would look like the Pittsburgh Steelers basically. But yeah, like,
0: uh, yeah I, I think that's complete. I think this the thing with the Chargers is they I think they really struggle from you know, Keenan's their best receiver by a mile and he's a really really good route runner, but he is not lightning fast. He's not, I'm going to take the top of the defense fast. Um, he will you know, beat man on man coverage at a fairly consistent rate but he's not going to make you sort of have to play a lot deeper and open up the underneath stuff. So it means that teams can sort of, pl- they can blanket coverage him. They can bracket him. They can play one deep safety and man to man him on the outside. And it means that it doesn't actually really, you know, aside from he'll win a, a bunch of 50, 50 balls and stuff for them. It doesn't actually dictate massively them having to you know, play conservatively in terms of their coverage. Mm. Um, which then means that you you're free to you've got free reign to basically be aggressive on the on the shorter stuff, and it means means you can do things like halt the, the, this offense to small gains at a time. Um, in which case, the charges end up in that horrible place where your offense scores slowly, and you need to rely on on your defense to basically do all of the the hard labor for the season and keep your offense in games, which is not how title winning teams are built. No,
1: yeah, I'm. I wouldn't disagree. That was very eloquently put. Oh, thanks, mate. Very, 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 very nice from you. I know. I've I've had a real fucking great game today, haven't I? You really have. I still think the charge is good, and if they get out of this funk, but you just thought that the off season, they seem like a smart coaching staff they'd mm. sort of review what didn't work and they go right we need more explosive plays like if yeah. you're Brandon Saley and, you kn- and you've built your defence on limiting opposition explosive plays because you know what that wins games yeah why are you not do telling- some more of them yourself yeah ridiculous Um it'd be interesting to see if they change that going forward obviously they're playing the Chiefs on Thursday night they are indeed so that would be a great litmus test for them that certainly will, and it'll be a great watch for us neutrals as well. Absolutely. It's games like that that make it worth staying up to start the game at 1.30. Mm. You can make, make make an evening of it. Oh, I've just realised I'm going to be in Spain, so it's going to be a 2.30 kickoff. off oh. Muy mal, eh? All right, so I think on that we're going to end today's show. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out all of our socials, The Dropback on Facebook, Twitter, and instagram um dylan's got some fancy stuff already out for this week we'll have preview stuff for week two it's all it's all football season again now stuff
0: is happening guys
1: (laughs) i've been sam i've been matt thank you so much for listening until next time
0: see you later the drop back with sam lewis
1: Matt burns peak joe costanzo and sam wilson